welcome to Disney Minus uh, Christmas episode. This is the third time we're restarting this damn episode because of technical shit, and the second time I was dumb. Um, anyway, I'm Steven. Listen, and know me better, man. And I'm Nero, and I have 1,247 brothers and sisters. <laughs> Rizzo's wild. Uh, so yeah, okay, so today we are... Uh, Today we are doing a Muppet Christmas Carol. We did um, a mediocre Christmas movie last time, so I wanted to do a good one today. <laughs> Plot-wise, it's a Christmas Carol. You all know it. We're not going to talk about the plot as as much, mostly the Muppet shenanigans, because let's be honest, that's what we're all here for on this one. So this <laughs> is an interesting movie for quite a few reasons. Um... The first one being it's the first Muppet movie filmed and produced after the death of Jim Henson and Richard Hunt. Yes. Uh, which the who the film was dedicated to. Second, it is the directorial debut of Brian Henson, his son, who would later, uh, decade you know, a, a decade later or so, a couple decades later, go on to direct. The Happy Time Murders, a yeah, that whole thing. dreadful. What if Muppets were were rude and and fucked? Uh, film starring, I believe, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that, and I have not once regretted that. Seems like it sucks ass, and uh, you know, it's not as though Muppets being rude and saying swears was a new joke either. Peter Jackson made a movie called Meet the Feebles all the way back in 1989, which had the pretty much See? the same um, setup. Well, it wasn't a murder mystery, but it was just about Muppet creatures being rude and saying fuck and coming and whatever else. The poster that I found has a, a hippo woman in a wedding dress holding a machine gun, so whatever that tells you. And the third interesting thing is that Michael Keane is in this movie. Yes. Who, to his credit, and this was an incredibly good choice acting-wise, um, apparently straight up told uh, Brian... Where did I put my screenshot? There it is. Uh, straight up told Brian Henson, he is quoted as saying, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utter, utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. To which Brian Henson wholeheartedly agreed, and I'm so happy that he did. That is... That's such a good choice. Yeah, the reason this movie works so well, I think, is because, for the most part, it is just a Christmas carol. I mean, there's there's obviously you've got Gonzo and Rizzo doing their shit as the uh, as sort of the Greek chorus, but yeah, for the it's pretty much just very straightforwardly a Christmas carol, especially in the back. Yeah, half. which yeah, which even the um, Gonzo and Rizzo shit. Was specifically so that he could include the narration from the novel. Yeah. Which, not that I've seen a ton of Christmas Carol uh, adaptations, but the ones that I have do always lose that. And I don't know, I feel like this definitely gains something from including it. This is a lot of stuff that a lot of adaptations just leave by the wayside that we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, another thing I liked about this is that they used original puppets for all of the ghosts instead of just slotting yes. in random guys. Apparently that wasn't that wasn't going to be the case at first. I forget 
who all they were going to have. I think Miss Piggy was supposed to be one of them oh, at one God. point. Oh, God. I'm, I'm very happy that they decided against that. Um, yeah, that would have been wild. Because all of the puppets for the ghosts are great. And, yeah, I mean, it's um, this is obviously a very beloved film. Like, yes. a lot it, of people uh, will say it's their favorite Christmas carol. It is a good one. I, again, I've only seen, like, a handful, but of the ones I've seen, very, very good. Um, it did, unfortunately, suffer at the box office, apparently due to being up against Home Alone 2. Yeah, <laughs> Which is wild to think about. That'll hurt you. But, I don't know, I would say... Not that Home Alone is, like, terrible, but I feel like this is one I would go to more readily as a Christmas movie. I mean, Home Alone 2 is an alright sequel. You hadn't yet gotten to the true dog shit. God, that's true. Um, yeah, it, uh, it did not do very well at all. So, it, uh, it, it had a budget of $12 million, box office of $27.2 million, which is a success, but... But, like... Not by much. Um, and they had much higher expectations for it, Disney did. They were, like, really um, disappointed by it. Oh, it also had competition with Aladdin. Oh, well, there we go. Wait, really? Aladdin was out there on Christmas? Okay. Yeah, Christmas 92. Huh. Um, huh. So, really, it's Disney's own fault that the movie underperformed when you think about it. Um... Also, the music in this is by Again, very good. Paul Williams, and he does a very good job. If you would uh, like to watch another movie uh, with the music of Paul Williams that is in all other ways completely different from this, Uh-oh. might I suggest The Phantom of the Paradise? I d- very, very good movie. I don't know movie. that I know this. Um, I would just be... Look it up before you watch it, I would say that. It's a Brian, it's a Brian De Palma film from the 70s. It's a rock and roll retelling of The Phantom of the Opera. And Ooh, it slaps. I have also not actually watched Phantom of the Opera, so this should be an experience. But we're not here to talk about Phantom of the Paradise. We're here to talk about <laughs> A Muppet of Christmas Carol and yes. how it starts, which is Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge, the song. <laughs> here comes that guy we hate. They yes. Just- Think of a whole shit ton of mean stuff to say about him. Um, it's so fucking fun, this intro song. Uh, and of course we have our our Greek chorus with Gonzo as Charles Dickens and Rizzo as R- Rizzo. Just Rizzo, I guess, um, yeah. Who, is, who seems just kind of too dumb to really participate in the, in the <laughs> framing device, which is a very good bit. Because he's like, you want yeah, Charles Dickens... Yes, I am. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, Gonzo proves it to him by by being the omniscient narrator. And they, I Which, mean, again, he still has to constantly explain as well. And, of course, they you, when they when he says the Marleys were dead to begin with, that immediately clues you in onto who Marley is going to be, or in this case, the Marley yeah. brothers are going to be. As if there was, honestly, anyone else within the Muppet verse that it could have been. Yeah. Really. Um, I mean, I guess there are people that still also could have worked. I feel like Gonzo might have been an interesting choice for a Marley ghost, but yeah, but it's got it's got to be Statler and Waldorf, obviously. Oh yeah, and, 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 and like Ebenezer Scrooge is just a fucking 
Yeah, they just, everyone just says a bunch of mean shit about Scrooge as he walks <laughs> along. It's just, it's just sh- the the movie is just shot very well. Just like ooh, it really is. I miss when movies had cinematography. It wasn't just a bunch of people fighting in an airport parking lot. <laughs> what with the world's flattest color girl? I'm dunking on Captain America: Civil War. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Took me a sec. Um, and yeah, I mean, you got Michael Caine here as Scrooge, just just playing the thing straight. One interesting Which thing is about really like the best choice that you can make when you're up against Muppets, like you're yeah. not gonna out silly them. So like this was the obvious choice. Yeah, and I think Tim Curry tried in the next movie. Uh but he's Tim Curry. That's oh right, different. Treasure Island. He can, Treasure Planet. He's basically, Treasure... He's basically oh. a human Muppet. Yeah. So one detail that this movie really emphasizes that other adaptations either leave out or just don't really think about is what Scrooge actually does as a moneylender, which is functionally he is a landlord. And like the song specifically brings up his terrible, shitty, drafty houses. Yeah. Which... Yeah, not that, like, watching the movie I didn't get it, but I have always, like, not really known what Scrooge does until going back and rewatching this. He's just been vaguely rich, which... Yeah, I mean, mean, there's a lot of adaptations where sometimes he's just vaguely rich, sometimes he seems to be a tax collector. Um, Eh. But I do believe in the original, he is specifically meant to be a moneylender. And it's like, he's basically a landlord, and he has Bob Cratchit filling out a towering pile of eviction notices to yeah. be handed out on christmas which is yeah which again <laughs> the the first hint that we get of how he's handling this is fucking cratchit's like but sir it's christmas and he just goes well then gift wrap them great line um, incredible i yeah i mean remember that uh i mean but- it's sort of um it's it's a it's a it's a detail that's often lost, and I think it's really important to make Scrooge as much of a bastard as possible, because otherwise he's just a yeah. miserly old rich dude, which like sucks, I guess. But but like the point is how big of a shift he makes over the course of this like yes what eight hour journey. <laughs> um. And yeah. Of course, Bob Cratchit is Kermit, who is also accompanied by a gaggle of rats as the bookkeepers. Yeah. This is the other, this is pretty much the only other source of like Muppet shenanigans in this movie is these guys. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like once again, they you know, there's 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 funny things going on in the opening here as we pan across all the various Muppet citizens like the the uh the wagon of mu- melons that's being stolen and they're trying to tell the person driving it that they're being stolen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these and like the fruit later on that are still singing. Yes, that Rizzo's like nah, it's nah. But yeah, these bookkeepers are kind of one of the one of the ones because they're they're like they're all they're all basically like pressuring Bob into being the one to ask for things like more coal yeah. or raises or days off. Which again, I kind of like because in the in the novel, it's just Cratchit. He didn't have like a whole group, mm-hmm. so it's like their way of having Muppet shenanigans and keeping it to uh, Cratchit being the one to ask for all of this. I like the bit where he Cratchit's like, um, the, me and the bookkeepers would like some more coal, please. And you know, Scrooge freaks out, like, how about uh, how about you stay warm the unemployment line? 
And as it cuts back to the fucking rats, they're all in tropical gear and like, ah, it's a beach party. We're all super. It's it's so warm in here. <laughs> no, we weren't cold. Shut up. We love it. <laughs> Please don't fire us. Yeah, literally um, the and couple s- hours before Christmas, sir. Yeah, and, and he, Scrooge eventually does actually give them the day off for Christmas. Um, which you know. It's pretty nice, I suppose, for him. Eh, yeah. <laughs> as well, the um, just do a half hour. His nephew comes in here, who is played by Fred. It's Fred. He's played by Steve McIntosh. That name is feel. That name feels familiar. I think he is usually a Muppet performer. Oh wait, maybe ah. not. Well, let's see. It's bad sign when. He's perhaps best known for his role as Andreas Tannis in the action horror films Underworld Evolution and Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Oh no. Oh wait. Oh, that is him. That's bad if that's if that's your best known for. Oy oy oy. <laughs> uh he was in Kick-Ass 2. He was? I guess. Wow, these are some uh Boy, how did he have some roles? He was in Lock, Stock, and Seas Oaking Barrels. <laughs> he was in... Yeah, a lot of these movies are not particularly good. He was in Rocket Man. I heard that I heard that was good, at least. He was also in a movie called Robot Overlords, which has an amazing poster that I will be linking to you. Why is Ooh, it so on. small? Hang on, here you go. Here's fucking robot overlords for you to for you to look at, squint I'm, at. Oh, oh. Nah, that's some shit. I I want to watch oh, this. Oh, this was made by like the asylum, wasn't it? Hang on. Uh, I don't think so. The oh. asylum is not. Oh no, that's right. British... They have like transmorphers or some bullshit. No, their 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 knockoff was called transmorphers. Please. That was it. Um, and in the in the realm of television it doesn't seem transformers meets to be... doctor who a must see yeah he was in all the family classic doctor he was in the 80s pre-revival doctor who he was in luther Ooh, that's good but yeah i don't know who this man is um i don't <laughs> i thought he was um what's his name shit eddie redman i thought it was eddie redman at first <laughs> But I think he would have been too young for this role at, the, at this point. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Hey, Frank Oz is in this. Oh, wait. That's no. Never mind. Yeah, what do you mean? It, it's a Muppet movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I saw him and immediately forgot that he does Muppets and was like, oh, Yoda. Yoda is a Muppet. <laughs> that is we, true. We, we, yes. we, the prequels have made <laughs> us forget Yoda. this, but Yoda's a little freak. <laughs> And as we learned recently, his species doesn't fucking talk like that. Oh yeah, I saw like a Yahoo article about. Yeah, that. Yaddle is in, a, is in a new mo- is in a new thing for Disney Plus, and she talks like a normal person. So Yoda just does huh. that. That's just what he. That's, that's he. He. he <laughs> I, I. I choose to believe he does that to to fucking. Just confuse people, honestly. Yeah, just fuck with people. Anyway, <laughs> Yoda is not Yoda is not in this movie, unfortunately. No. Um But you know who is in this movie? <laughs> Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker, who are the charity yeah. collectors. 
who come in. <laughs> Fucking, we'll get there, but <laughs> Bunsen at the end of the movie, or Beaker at the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you know they do the thing of of the uh, of the we're collecting charity for the Order of Victoria, yada yada. Um, and Scrooge, Scrooge, really, Scrooge. This is where. I feel like most of these lines are usually kept because these are real fucking bastard lines, right? <laughs> where they're like, "Ah, we're here to to take care of the we're here to take care of the homeless." And Scrooge goes, "Are there are not any prisons, any poor houses?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "Well, then why not?" Well, I don't see the problem. Just. And then, of course, Damn. the the line of, uh, well, you know, people people might die. It's like, good. Well, if they're going to die, they better get to it to curb the surplus population. Oh, yeah. Never, <laughs> yeah. Let, lest we forget that crying overpopulation is actually an asshole thing to do. It's always been an asshole thing to do. Yes. Since it was since Malthus, it was always an asshole thing to do. Yep. So, obviously, Scrooge tells these guys to fuck off, as as we know is want to happen. Yeah, his nephew's commentary in the background though is pretty good. During yes, the scene. yeah. <laughs> when he's like, I when he's like, what is it? Like, I have I have money. That part's true, but I can't afford to give you any. That part's not. <laughs> and of course, they oh my, he's been he's been rendered speechless. And then Scrooge says something incredibly acidic to his nephew, and he goes, "Oh well, yeah, that's speechless." <laughs> oh my god! And uh, yeah, so then then Scrooge, this is where this is where Bob tries to get the day off, and Scrooge relents, and we get some some fucking slapstick closing up the shop scenes where all the tiny rats have to close the shop. Yeah, which is pretty fun. I like the one trying like over and over to draw the blind. Yes, very good. There's also a song here. I mean, the songs are all nice, but only a couple really stood out to me. This one's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I also apparently I also did not thing. get the. Um, we should talk about this. So oh. there is a there is a song that was cut from this movie. Oh right. Called where is it? When love is gone, which was um, a song by Bell, Scrooge's old girlfriend, right? And Which is just wild to imagine Scrooge having a girlfriend, but that is part of the story. Yeah, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, yeah, enemy of everyone, uh, cut it because he <laughs> thought too that sad it would not children. appeal to young viewers. And Brian Henson like, was very mad about this because obviously the final song. In the movie is called "When Love Is Found." Yeah, and he's like, "You can't. So like, you, you just, it's a mirror. You can't cut the thing the final song is referencing." But well, even they even keep like Gonzo and uh, Rizzo's immediate reactions to it. Also, yeah, and um, no, he just Casper just cut it. It's in the Disney Plus thing section in extras. Yes. But just find one of the home DVD releases that restores it and ups like just just upscale that and put it on fucking Disney Plus. I don't get it. Put it in the movie. Don't put it in the extra section. Put it in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. 
that you would you would think they could do that from yeah like you said the uh dvd and vhs releases because it had it but no they had to wait until they like found some of the footage sitting in the vault and then restored that and like sure whatever it's weird it's ridiculous it's it, this is um it's just like how when they first put the simpsons up they put in a fucked up aspect ratio that cut off a bunch of jokes <laughs> oh i never watched it i never i saw them like watched the simpsons on disney plus i didn't know they, they did that that's they finally great. they they fixed it because literally everyone yelled at them and that's the that's the bullshit part it's if people hadn't yelled at them they just kept on going oh yeah but thankfully simpsons fans are very anal about that sort of thing and i say that <laughs> affectionately um but yeah <laughs> sorry Sorry, I scrolled down to the bottom of the Wikipedia page that I have opened it. One of the C also's is list of ghost films. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Well, yeah, I guess it is, but I, I never I mean, really think of a Christmas Carol as a ghost <laughs> film. It is, it is a ghost story unequivocally, but it's just like I don't know. It's different. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's time it's time for Scrooge to go home. And he, he yeah. sees he sees the doorknob thing, which man is this Statler or Waldorf? I can never remember which one is which. I, I think this is Waldorf. I right? keep forgetting which one is which. They're one entity. Regardless, his chin really looks like a ball sack in this shot. <laughs> like it's without the rest of his body, it's it's very emphasized. God damn it! I tried googling just Statler Muppet, and it only brings up both of them. There's no, I mean, I, I doubt there's any scene where it's just one of them. There's no way. No, absolutely. So, okay. Yeah, apparently, but like, thanks to the Lego. Get, I love here. this one. This is also a detail that I don't think ever really gets emphasized, but, but part of the uh, narration that Gonzo has is like, yeah, Scrooge doesn't fucking light the lamps in his house because he's so goddamn cheap. Great. But he does to look for the ghost that he saw. It's like, bro, you're, you're like this, this, I f this is similar to like billionaires who still care about shit and work. It's like, what do you? Why? Just go live on a fucking island somewhere. It's like it's like yeah. Elon Musk caring about what people on Twitter think about. I'm like, it's pathetic. Oh my fucking god. It's, it's simply pathetic and scrooge being this super fucking cheap guy who doesn't even like the lamps in his house uh, yeah um he at least does not give a shit about what people think about him although may maybe he does and he just doesn't know what they <laughs> what they think about him he does seem genuinely surprised in the uh christmas future segment maybe he didn't realize just how hated he was yeah, maybe he had like maybe he accidentally had his AirPods in and didn't hear the song when he was walking down the street. Yeah, I mean, so this this is of course yeah he's he's eating his delicious meal of bread and cheese. <laughs> you eat like a poor. Why? He's so fucking cheap. Like you could have you could afford any number of. Well, I would I I can't really say delicious Victorian cuisine because I don't know if that's actually well. real. But no, you could have something. But no Some flavors. You could have flavors, sir. No, it's bread and cheese. Um, 
And this is yeah, the, this is where the ghost, the spooky ghost shit starts happening, and and yeah. Marley and Marley show up. Marley and Marley. This song is Fun great. Song. This song rocks. I like it where where like the when they reach the part of the song where they de- they don't even have any lyrics after Marley and Marley, they just do a ghostly wail. Yeah, as they're like drifting off down the stairs. Yes. Anyway, you know the score. Like, and it's funny. Like, Silent and Waldorf do do their their thing of like heckling people and razzing people. But it's this this song is mostly straightforward. Yeah, um, like some of the lyrics are, I think, just literally Marley's speech from the book. So yeah. Like, so they. Um, but yeah, they give they, the whole they, they, the warning. They, of- they tell them you're going to be visited by three spirits. I like. I I do like Scrooge going. Well, uh, can, we, can we just get all three of them in here real quick and get it over with? I'm very important, you know. But no, it's uh, it's, it's time for the ghost of Christmas past, as he uh, he. He crawls into bed and tries to get some sleep. <laughs> Got himself like all huddled up in that bed with what looks like a fucking fireplace poker, just so he can try to fight off the ghost. Yes, he has a fireplace poker. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a running gag here about Gonzo and Rizzo trying to get into Scrooge's house so they can be there with God. the story. Because Gonzo knows everything that's happening, but you know they want to be they want to follow him in. Um, yeah, because Rizzo doesn't know the story and wants to like see what happens. I think is the excuse. Yeah, and also he has jelly beans. Yeah, <laughs> God, he's got some jelly beans that become a big problem. He apparently left them in the snow for later. And yeah, he's digging them up, which causes them to to miss going inside after Scrooge, and then. This one's really good. Of like they 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 he had Gonzo has Rizzo like climb up the fucking wrought iron fence and jump off. They all catch yeah. you, and he doesn't obviously. But then Rizzo gets up and goes, "Oh my jelly beans!" And he just walks. And just walks. He just walks through the through bars. The... <laughs> just the I mean, like it's a it's a Muppet face, so it can't move very much, obviously. But like the deadpan stare that Gonzo gives him, just yeah, so good. I mean, there's a lot of Rizzo being fucking taking a lot of abuse in this movie, which is really funny. <laughs> there's the bit where he falls on the turkey and starts running around. Yeah. There's, um, a, there's the bit where Gonzo accidentally lights his tail on fire and shoves him into a barrel of frozen water. Yeah, and then literally the next uh, shot that has them, he's carrying a giant rat sickle that he just yes, slams he on sl- a barrel. <laughs> he slams on the table. <laughs> It's all quite uh, good. Um, yes. The Muppet shenanigans in this movie, when they happen, are top tier. So it's time to talk about the Ghost of, the Ghost of Christmas Pass looks spooky. Something, yeah. There's something about very this. Very good effect like, here. It's like the, the, it's very ethereal. It's like the, it's got like a weird baby face. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Um, That sure is a thing. Yeah. Although that's not just here. I think it. I guess it's just sort of a thing to make the Ghost of Christmas Past, like, younger seeming, because I felt like I've seen that before. Yeah, the Ghost of Christmas Past is usually, like, very ethereal, very, very youthful looking, with the exception of uh, Scrooged, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That one, I mean, you know, sort of. (laughs) He is, I would, uh, youthful is not the first thing that pops into my head when I think of a, a rough and tumble New York cabbie. (laughs) <laughs> oh no i'm thinking of the wrong ghost that's right yeah it was a cabbie that was yes uh, passed. 
it's present as the weird fairy who keeps hitting Bill Murray with microwaves. That's right. <laughs> it was also quite good. Um, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, no, the the way that they did the, the spookiness for the Ghost of Christmas Past here, um, they basically they filmed her submerged in a tank of water and then just screened her into the movie. I was wondering which how is, they did that, yeah. Yeah, which is really good. I'm glad they did that because it looks super good. So yeah, we, we do a whole thing where they, they they fly. This is also one of the first bits where uh, I believe they are on the... Is, is this where they get knocked off the window or is that present? I think it's uh, here. It is here where they, they get, get knocked fucking, off a couple they get times. The, the window gets blown open. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because they're sitting outside the window and they both get... Rizzo and Gonzo both get sent flying. Uh, and, and Gonzo, like, lassos onto Scrooge. <laughs> With a fucking grappling hook, too. Yeah, so they're flying. They go to the past. The effect for going to the past is wild. Yeah. It's like a huge explosion. Is that the afterlife? Nah. And, yeah, you know, we know what happens here. We see Scrooge's childhood. He was a a boy, uh, a very lonely kid. Who And it's interesting, right? Because we see him as a, as a kid. And already he is like... <laughs> dedicated to business like he wants he, <laughs> yeah he says this is the room where i knew i wanted where i knew what my profession was gonna be it's like bro what and he's like a tiny little baby this is like the equivalent of fucking elementary school what are you talking about <laughs> this man hit the copium hard it's a it's fine that i don't have friends i'll just do business yeah it's like Already so joyless, and we we just see a montage. I really like this effect of we see of like yeah. the, the Christmas past shows him all of the Christmases past, all of the Christmases he spent at this school, not going home for Christmas break, and like you see, like in each version of Scrooge, each year lingers on the screen a little bit while the next one comes in. It's like oh, that's a cool effect. Yeah, no, I really dig it. And <laughs> you've just got fucking Sam Eagle because yeah, why the hell Sam not? the Eagle plays the head knife. So this is one of the it's like the one of the f- only fourth wall breaking gags in here, other than like the beginning where Gonzo directly addresses the audience, which is not unusual. Obviously, Muppet, Muppet movies are always kind of like that, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, because Sam the Eagle's talking to Scrooge about you know we, we you, you've got a you've got a an apprenticeship lined up and he's talking about it's how it is the american, the american way, way. and <laughs> uh, like gonzo runs up to him and whispers in his ear it's like no we're not it's not we're in britain and it oh oh he does it the the it's the british way <laughs> fuck that one got a because good like laugh yeah sam's whole thing outside of this is that he's just super american I yes think. yes I've, I've sam the sam eagle's the whole thing is he's like he's like because he's an eagle he's like very american um very funny so then we we, oh we kind of jump forward to his first job in mr Fozzywig's rubber chicken factory god which is obviously Damn. not what it was in the book but i don't remember what it was in the book very good here and of course this is fozzy bear um yes they change it from i think it was like fezzy wig and son yes in the book to now it's fozzy wig and mom yes 
Um, and he's, he's throwing and his, his usual big, opulent, crazy Christmas party that he throws every year. We also get to see Statler and Waldorf doing their thing for a bit here. <laughs> oh, seeing a young Statler and Waldorf was appreciated, but also very strange. It was weird. Um, and as the party's getting kicked off, and of course you you got you know animal and and the and electric teeth and all of them are there, right? <laughs> Doctor Teeth and the electric band or whatever. They're they're there. Um, during this, Scrooge comes up to fucking Fozzie. And goes, oh, hey boss, I was I was just saying we we spent a lot on this Christmas party. I don't know if we need to do that. And Fozzie just goes, are you, dude? It's, it's Christmas. Are you okay? Loosen up. Come on. <laughs> um, like the scene even begins with Scrooge remarking, "Oh man, everybody loved him." And it's like, this is the why. <laughs> yeah, everybody because loved him he because good. he was fun. Because he liked people. Instead of being a <laughs> miserly little shit. Anyway, Fozzie introduces him to Belle. Yes. Like, love at first sight. This the, like, one person that Scrooge has ever cared for, aside from himself. Yes. Uh, the one chance he had to, like, have real companionship. And God. he just... He couldn't do it. He, he was he. Uh, they were going to be married, but he just kept. He's like, ah, the the money is is no good. I gotta I gotta do the business. I gotta care about the business and all this. And like, yeah, she just leaves because she doesn't want to deal with that shit. Um, yeah, which again, like credit to the writing. It's one of those things where like if you wait until you're ready, you'll never be ready. Yes, kind of scenarios. Because he was like, oh, one more year. Let me just make a little bit more money and get this promotion. Yeah, he's like, I just, I just gotta get everything because the next year it's gonna be something else. It's gonna be, oh, I need this or I need that. Um, and yeah. this, this is of course where when love is lost goes, because otherwise, fucking um, Meredith Braun has nothing to do in this movie. Yeah, she barely even talks if you take out when love is lost. Yeah, she has, she has two scenes. Fuck Which, I mean, you, again, Jeffrey. Not that this gives her like a ton more, but it's you know significant the whole song is significant um yeah go fuck yourself katzenberg quibby boy um Uh. but yeah this yeah i love yeah scrooge just like tearfully tells the the uh the ghosts (laughs) to just please leave i don't want to see any more of this uh ghost what are these emotions but he doesn't have much of a reprieve because it's time for the ghost of christmas present the biggest man you've ever seen. Come Actually, that's not true, but he's a big dude. me better man. <laughs> did I already say that? Well, ho, ho, did, ho. here it is again. Yeah, this is a great uh, um, Christmas present. Who, who is the voice for this guy? I don't, I don't know. Don he's Austin is the in-suit performer, but I don't think he is the voice. Uh, Jer- Jerry Nelson is the face and voice performance. Because, yeah, one thing I like about this is that the uh, Christmas present is a guy in a suit with a big Muppet head. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. And, yeah, of course, he's, you know, the the iconic Christmas present of, like, he's huge. He's in a room filled with, with food and wine. And he's jolly. He's very holly jolly. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, let's, let's go, uh, let's go hang out, Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge actually tells a joke in this scene. 
which is amazing. He says, uh, what the fuck does he say? Oh, he's like, uh, it's like, um, I'm just a guy. I can't remember it anymore, but it's like, it's something about calling the, the ghost of Christmas present big, which the ghost of Christmas present quite likes. But then he shrinks down to a more regular size and says, Hey, let's hit, let's hit the town. Let's go see what Christmas day is all about. They have a whole, a whole musical segment, which is actually pretty fun. Yeah, I really like I, this. Is one of my favorite songs. This is um, it feels <laughs> at like some Christmas. point. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, at some point, Scrooge is like, "Wow, I never realized." And it's like, you never realized that people being happy is is good. <laughs> He's never thought about it. Um, yeah, they just you just go around the town and the Christmas present. The song is about like how Christmas is not just you know one holiday. It's a feeling, and you get that feeling in in many ways. Yeah. Um. Then we we start getting to the bits where you know, and, and Scrooge is in a very good mood, and so he's like, oh, "I want to go see some. I want to go see my family." And Christmas Presley goes, <laughs> "All right." So they they go over there, and of course, no one can see Scrooge. Uh, he's like he's just a shadow, just as he was in the past. This, and he goes to his scene. goes to his nephew's house, and this is a classic, right? This is this is um. 20 questions basically he's like all right let's play yeah. some games at christmas and scrooge goes people do that it's fucked up yes, yes sir Why'd you yes. play a game at christmas it's weird um anyway and and his nephew's like i'm thinking of a it's a creature an unwanted creature who lives in the city and everyone's yeah. just naming all of these horrible vermin and then finally his fiance like clara the, uh yeah. First though, I do like the shot of like Scrooge starting to get into it. He suggests yes. a cat, and Clara says cat. He's like, "I said it first. I said it first. Yeah, it's fucking no, you're ghost man. No one can see you. Um, then of course, yeah, the answer is Ebenezer Scrooge, and everyone has a really good laugh, including his nephew, who earlier yeah. was just trying. He was just trying to hang out. He was just trying to give extend some goodwill towards un- towards his uncle, and just getting completely owned. Yeah, I, which I do like as characterization because, like, yeah, obviously he does love his uncle. That's his uncle, but like, you know, sometimes when he's not around, man, <laughs> he just yeah, likes to sit back and go, "Man, yeah, my uncle gotta, fucking sucks." Gotta give it to him. Um, and Scrooge, <laughs> the Scrooge's face here is quite good when he. This is him beginning to realize, oh, people, people don't, don't like, like me, me. <laughs> including my own nephew, my only family in the world. <laughs> Which is like the one complaint that I have with uh, with this is they swap around um, the Cratchit family and I guess his nephew's last name is also Scrooge, huh? Probably. Uh, they swap those two families around, which I feel like works a little bit better in the original order. Because then it's like, haha, they like me. Oh, wait, but they don't. Rather than these guys don't like me, but now I get to be happy again. Yeah, so they, they cut over to the, the Cratchits. Um and yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously who could be Emily Crash other than Miss Piggy. I like all of the so all of the pig and frog children. Yeah, sitting there can't tell her daughters apart, which to yes. be fair, neither can I. No, yeah, they look they are literally identical. I, they might not be literally identical, but they're the differences are slight enough that I can't fucking tell. Yeah, same. Oops. Um. And I really like this. So yeah, we get Tiny Tim, who's Robin, uh, and you know it's, in, it's interesting. You the uh, they really do play up the like 
how touched Scrooge is by Tiny Tim in this one. Yeah, and and somewhat different, I guess, apparently from a lot of other Christmas Carol movies, just showing how sick Tiny Tim actually is. Yes. He is, um... So, I mean, like, yeah, it, all of the other ones, it's very vague, sort of, what's going on. A lot of yeah, them, you, they, you just have the crutch, but yeah. here... I mean, he's, he's he's got he's got fucking consumption or something. <laughs> like who who the fuck knows what Victorian disease this kid has? It could be any number of them. He's got living in the Victorian period. That's what he's got. Yeah, like he's got fucking coal lung. He's got rickets <laughs> from all the smog blocking out the sun he's what what the fuck else is wrong with this kid it could, it's all of them but yeah he's he's very ill he's constantly going you know, I, the, the scene where it's like he's he's so excited about the the um the the christmas dinner and he he, go, he goes into a coughing fit and and Kermit and miss piggy have to go oh don't don't get too excited please they and like even just not even just that but like when he rides in on Kermit's shoulder, and then after Kermit sets him down, that's basically where he stays for like the rest of the scene because his yes. little self is too weak to get up and dance around. Yeah, he has a little, uh. he has a song. He's got um, "Bless Us All." Yeah, fine song. It's nice, I eh, guess. It's all right. Um, as Scrooge is all is all kind of like, oh my god, I didn't know. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's a me. It's a it's such a meager feast, and and present goes, but not unappreciated. Yes, <laughs> you pay you pay him horribly, but at least he's happy with what he has. Yeah, Scrooge even comes to that conclusion. Like, oh God, I I I pay him so little, don't I? Yeah, yes, you and do. And I guess he never really thought about what that means. Yeah, because, like, even though he forces himself to just live on bread and cheese, like, he does have enough money that he's basically, he doesn't have to be concerned with things. So, yeah. like. As we see later. But, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. this is where Christmas <laughs> present starts aging. Um, yeah, which is a good touch. I like that they did that. Because the whole thing is that he, he says he has 1800 because it's interesting, right? Because Christmas Pass says it, it, I don't know what gender Christmas Pass is. They're, uh, they're. They, memory extends 1800 years obviously back to the um the birth of jesus right the first christmas yeah and christmas present says he has 1800 brothers <laughs> because there have been 1800 christmases uh yeah all he, he's dying he's done and he's like but he's like ah but don't worry i lived my life to the fullest in the one day i have and i'm happy with that um man that's a fucking horror movie like you just die and re are reborn every christmas and they cut off so i don't know which i don't know if this is from the books right but there are some movies that have specifically i'm thinking of the the um i believe it's the musical with albert finney from the 70s where the ghost of christmas present has these horrible creatures under his robe that represent like the ills of society right they're huh. these kind of two emaciated black-eyed children 
I don't know if that was something that's just for that one, which is a very, it's very dark. That's one where you get to see Scrooge go to hell. Ooh. Um, it's a good movie, but I don't know if that was from the original novel or not, but it's, it's a very striking image. They don't do that in this one. <laughs> Might be a bit too, I mean, they already, we'll talk about him in a minute, but they really, the Ghost of Christmas Future really, they really got spooky with him um as you should we yeah, say so, you know the, he says he's got one more spirit and scrooge is like well okay but i don't have to talk to the ghost of christmas future right something about him i don't like by the way they're in a graveyard now yeah so you know but yeah like, i like i like the christmas christmas present going like because the whole thing we've seen is that scrooge doesn't live his life he specifically makes himself miserable for no reason like he could be out there like like fizzy fozzy wig living it up throwing parties being a cool guy but instead he doesn't like the lamps in his house he eats bread and cheese doesn't have any friends doesn't talk to his family lost his wife because he didn't yeah wouldn't fucking actually marry her and, and cared too much about the money but yeah, meanwhile, goes Christmas present one day only out of the year. And you know what? He's going to fucking party his ass off. No regrets. Yeah, yeah. But this is where the ghost of Christmas present appears or the ghost of Christmas yet to come appears. Who? This was OK. This is one that I did remember uh, when they were when all the ghosts were going to be Muppets. This one was apparently going to be Gonzo with his nose just poked out of the hood no uh, this is so much better because yeah so yeah literally gonzo and rizzo exit the film at this point because like ah oh, shit's getting way too spooky we'll see you guys in the finale yeah i yeah. don't want to be here which for is, this which is a which like you know you take as a joke but as much, the way that they've been narrating and shenaniganing is such a big effect that you wouldn't expect it to have on this section no it does it's uh, so the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is another suit actor, but yes, it's this thing is very eerie and off-putting in just its design. So obviously, the Ghost of Christmas Future is always spooky. It is it is a robed figure with no face, um, who yes. is completely silent. This one, basically, the Grim Reaper of Christmas. Yes, this one, the Jolly Reaper. There's something. So it's it's it, first of all, it's it's fucking huge. It's it's like yeah. seven feet tall. Yeah, like it's a dude in there, but they might have him on like stilts or some shit. Too. Seven. Well, I I think it might. They might just have the the hood extended upward because oh, or that. the arms are like freakishly long. Ugh. Uh, they go down like he, the the arms are so long. Like the arms, it, it, he doesn't seem like he has any legs under. The arms almost go down to the end of his body. Third, his the hood is towering. It's it's unclear. This it's just unclear. There's anything in there, there, and and you can't see anything in the hood. It's just a huge, gaping hole that leads down into the robes, and it's like, uh, there's this is a scary version of the Ghost of Christmas Future, and of course it does the thing where it points, but also this one does the thing that it most don't, where it like puts its arm around Scrooge to guide him, and it's like, ooh, that's. <sighs> That's fucking scary. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like the others have like you know, like friendly friend friendly whatever. 
re- like reached out and been like, hey, come on. This one's just like, all right, time to go. Yeah. And of course, he shows Scrooge the future. Um, we The first thing we see is a bunch of guys talking about how some dude died and they're really happy that he died and no one's <laughs> going to go to the funeral. And Scrooge's like, ah, oh, I'd hate to be that guy. Or he goes like, you know, I'm, I, I, I get what you're saying, ghost. It's, uh, uh, if I'm, if I don't turn my life around, I'll end up just like this poor wretched soul. So we can go home now, right? And the ghost simply points somewhere else. Bet. And uh, we we see the scene of all of these people pawning Scrooge's stuff off to Old Joe, who in this version is a cool like a really cool looking spider muppet yeah he's a really neat yeah really neat design i don't know if he's i would assume he's another stuff probably i don't know he might be original um okay oh also we forgot to mention the swedish chef is also in this movie he's in the oh right he's in he's at fozzie wig's party oh yeah that's right <laughs> of course you gotta get him in here <laughs> for like um, a second. but yeah the, the this is of course a scene of, of like you know giving you people giving their like um uh, got like scrooge's sheets and all this it's like they're still warm and old joe's like well i don't pay extra for warmth and someone else is like <laughs> well sure it's, it's the, the, the only warmth they, they ever had. experience and they all laugh and at this, cool. po- and at this point Locked scrooge up. is beginning to figure out what's going on here wait a sec um i've recognized those sheets then we go to the cratchit house and instantly, instantly, at first, Scrooge's like, oh, the Cratchits, I will I will see some happiness here. Then he waits for a minute, and it's completely quiet, and he turns to the ghost, and he's sec. like, wait, why is, why is it so quiet? Hey, why is it so quiet? because yeah, just... that's the thing, is we got kind of a hint earlier. He mm-hmm. asks the ghost of Christmas present, you know, will, will Tiny Tim be okay? And he's like, well, it's not my area, but mm-hmm. I see a crutch leaned up, unused up against the wall. Yep. And the ghost simply points at the window, and we see Miss Piggy crying <laughs> um, as she cooks. This this seems fucked up, man. Yeah, like, if this was human people and not Muppets, which is, like, inherently, you know, a little bit happy. A little bit goofy, yeah. And they were still playing it all the same way? Fuck. I mean, it's it's still pretty pretty emotionally devastating, especially because, yeah so, yeah, so he sees the crutch, right? And he sees Miss Peggy. Kermit comes back. Bob comes back. Um, yeah, like they even she even is like, "Hey, where's your dad? He should be home by now." And they have the other yeah. frog kid whose name I don't know. Basically, say, "Oh, he's been walking a lot slower lately." Yeah, these past two after these past two evenings, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Bob shows up. Oh, the the kid's name is Peter. That's it. Uh, I'm gonna see if actually is Old Joe original, um, because it, it denotes here it is original. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but um, yeah, Bob shows up, and Emily asks about, oh, how was the churchyard? And this this is like uh, so so he's like, yeah, we I got a, I got Tim a a spot on the hill where he can watch the ducks and the river, and he trails off. Cause like, well, he's dead. He can't watch the ducks anymore. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just like goddamn. It's just, it's just a very it's a, it's it's one of those things where I think a lesser movie, even a lesser Muppet movie, would try to 
lighten this segment somehow. Yeah, which like they easily could have done just by keeping, like I said, just by keeping um, Gonzo and Rizzo around, even without having to do anything specific, just what they've been doing this whole movie. But like, nope, you just gotta sit in it. Mm. Um, yes. mm. And yeah, finally we go to the graveyard, and of course the the spirit points to the, the tombstone. And Scrooge's like, I have been, I have been afraid to ask this, but who is the wretch that everyone, that brought so much joy with his death? And he just points at the tombstone. I like the bit where Scrooge points at a different tombstone and says, are you sure it's not that one? And this, yeah. the ghost just points at the other <laughs> one on, again. Like, no. Come on, man. Any kind of slack. You know, which, you know which one it is. So yeah, he, uh. Why he wipes it off, and yes, it is of course his grave. Uh, and he's he is screaming, crying, and clutching. This is a great shot. He's like clutching the robes of a, of of Christmas future, and he's like, "Please, I'll do better. Please, please, please." And then he falls face first into his bed and wakes up. Yeah, and like again, the fact that Ghost of Christmas yet to come just doesn't even talk, doesn't offer any explanation or like give him any advice fuck but hey enough of that it's time for changed scrooge i love how um michael cain's scrooge really does just go crazy uh on this (laughs) like his 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 energy in this segment is so fun it's yeah it's wild I love when when they get to the crashed house and he's like shushing everybody off, like, "Oh, I wanted to be surprised. Yes, Go away." He fucking he fucking like <laughs> him putting his mean miser face back on is so funny. Uh, yeah, he, of course we do the do, do you there, boy? What day it is? All that sort of thing. Uh, and it gives it Gonzo and Reserve back. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo's like, "See, he told you we'd be back." Right. Like, Could have used you a minute ago. <laughs> And yeah, we get we get another song here, um, "Thankful Heart," which is kind of structural. I, I was I was playing them back and forth. I think it's kind of structurally and musically meant to call back to the opening number. It's not exactly kinda, yeah. a reprise, but it's like it's almost there, like a similar thing. But now he's participating. Yeah, and whereas he goes around, this is this is where he he donates. What seems to be just a, an insane amount of money to the the Order of Victoria <laughs> boys, Bunsen and Beaker, and Beaker gives him the gift of his scarf. Yeah, <laughs> he looked, you know, which and again and like credit to friggin' Michael Caine, just how touched yes, he looks in this moment as this little meat meat hands him the scarf. <laughs> yeah, like, look, it's it's he's a good actor and he acts his ass off against these felt freaks. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we, he, he buys the turkey, he gets all this other stuff and he's, he's all, he's going all around town. He he gives, <laughs> like the bit where he runs in to give Fred some presents that he runs off and Fred just looks completely baffled. Like, wait, what just happened? Was that who he's I like, think it what was? What the fuck? Is he possessed? <laughs> And so, yes, finally we get to the crash house. Yeah, he shoos everyone away, and he puts on his fucking mean face. He's like, Bob, Cratchit, you were supposed you to be at here? work. And he's like, oh, no, no, sir, I wasn't. I was, um, you gave me the day off, remember? That doesn't sound like me. 
and Miss Piggy comes in and she's gonna do it's like oh you I will I I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind and he's like and she's like because of that I have no choice but to give you a raise <laughs> and and crash and Miss Piggy just go huh. And then, and then he says, "All right, everybody, come in. It's time for the. It's time for the party. It's time for the feast." <laughs> they they mention how like because like he immediately like scoops up Tiny Tim. Yes. And they mention how like he became like a second father and he was always there for him, which from Tiny Tim's perspective has to be so fucking weird because like he feels this deep connection to him from the bad dream that he had, but Tim didn't get that. Yeah, he's just some guy. He's, he's a cool grandpa. <laughs> And yes, we get our we get when love is found, which it has no, because they took out the song. It's meant to mirror. It doesn't mean anything. Huh. Thanks, Jeffrey. It's, it's, so it's a nice song, that, but it doesn't it doesn't have the meaning that it was supposed to. <sighs> and of course, this is I love this line, which is apparently directly from the book. And Tiny Tim, who did not die, yeah. <laughs> thanks gonzo the pause is so funny <laughs> like don't, don't they actually have rizzo like ask or something like yes that, yeah he's like well what about wait, what about tiny tim and tiny tim who did not die <laughs> <laughs> who it turns out was fine fuckers he was just fine and uh yeah it's uh that that's that's the movie it's it's a really it's a really really good movie i don't know yeah it's kind of hard to like really, really fuck up a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, like it is a pretty basic formula, at least at this point. Like, but like, and once again, I, if anyone is looking for another version, I mean, I've watched a few of them. I haven't watched all of them because I'm not some kind of crazy person. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's I've, a project I've seen. Like I said, the the '70s Albert Finney musical, which is a lot of fun. It's kind of long, but it is good. Uh, as I said, you actually get to see Scrooge go to hell in that one, at the uh, after the the Christmas Future segment, which is very fun. Um, I've seen Scrooged, the the Bill Murray modern retelling, which is also fun. Yes, I've seen that one. That one's fun. I have. I think I've I've seen bits of the CGI Jim Carrey one, which is like eh, it's fine. I wouldn't recommend it really. I never saw that one. Found out it was out. Saw the commercials and was like, "Nah, I'm not. It's, I'm good." It's perfectly serviceable, but I don't know. You don't need to see it. And then, of course, I've seen the Mr. Magoo one. I've seen Mickey's Christmas Carol. I've seen all of those. <laughs> the kind of holiday. The, the those are short, shorter. I guess if you haven't seen Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, I'd recommend that one. It's fun. Yeah, I actually I have not. Just watch it. Um, now there is it's not a Christmas Carol but there is apparently a more recent Muppet Christmas I would yes. say short it's like 45 yeah, minutes long it's that's short that, that they put on out, yeah. Disney Plus um, but I need to watch yeah I think we should we should should we do questions first let's do questions yes. first uh, and we'll discuss some other things Kat sent one in on Twitter yeah. if you want we can start with that one or hit it last I we'll hit it we'll start with that one, one. alright where is hang on there we go boop Oh wait, it's got two comments. Hold up. Why does it say it's got two comment? Why does it say it's got two? Because now it only says Twitter one. I don't is know. broken. Whatever. That's and not I'll, wrong. And only breaking further. <laughs> okay, so from Cat on Twitter, 
If Scrooge hadn't learned his lesson by the end of, uh, and went back to being a dick, would the Muppets be sad or would they forcibly re-educate him a la Clockwork Orange? I like that one, honestly. The Miss Piggy would just kill him with a brick. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is exactly what she was threatening to do. There, there'd be no re-education. Maybe someone else would try, but Miss Briggy would just be out there gunning for that dude. She would. Uh, that is also a hell she would, of a like, movie. She would like Callie Ma him, just tear out his heart. One inch punch on Discord. We had quite a few. Why did I delete my Twitter? First from Viralor, flip the switch. Everyone who's played by a Muppet is now played by a human actor and vice versa. Which actors oh. do you get to play the Muppets old roles and which Muppets get the new roles? I don't I don't know. That's asking to recast the entire movie. Yeah, um, that's all that is most I'm not gonna make a new like I'm not gonna make a new Christmas Carol cast. Like I don't know, I'd have to think about nineteen ninety two actors I'd want era actors I'd want to see in a Christmas Carol, and I don't care. Yeah. Um, part of me says that Kermit would be like an obvious choice for Scrooge just because he's our main Muppet, but like personality wise, that Scrooge like, yeah, maybe, um, I mean, that's the problem. There aren't a lot of Scroogey, like there's Stadler and Waldorf, I guess, but you can't have (laughs) two Scrooges. I feel like you can't have two. And also you can't have them be redeemed. I, they need to stay assholes. I don't want them to not be assholes. That's why they're funny. (laughs) Also that. Yeah. Like Stadler and Waldorf becoming like nice dudes. That's hellish. That's uncomfortable even to think about. I don't like that. So yeah, we're not doing that. Sorry, Veer. That's too much. That's too many names for me to think about this early in the morning. <laughs> that's a that's a bridge too far. Uh, he did what in his cup? Yusuf asks, <laughs> what's the next Christmas movie slash story that you would want to see the Muppets do? Something other than Die Hard. Um, other Christmas stories. I did think about it and I came up with three that I think could work. Three? I can't even think of one other yeah. Christmas story. I go for it. <laughs> Um, a Christmas story, I think, could be fun. Like if you were doing it as um, oh god, I'm so fucking the frog. Kid I'm sorry, playing I'm Ralphie. so fucking tired of a Christmas story. <laughs> That's I'm also s- extremely fair. I'm but sick I do of that feel like shit. It would work. <laughs> but like with uh, Kermit doing the narration and the frog kid, whose name I forget, being like Kid Ralphie, yeah, I feel like it could work. Um, Miss Piggy as the Grinch, I feel like would be very fucking good. Muppet Grinch could be something. And then the other one, like, if they played it more straight along the lines of how they did this one, I feel like A Wonderful Life could actually work pretty well. Although, that would mean opening on a suicidal Kermit the Frog, which is the a hell problem of a thing is to consider. The, the problem is that that's really funny to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, is the thing. <laughs> like, the rest of the movie could probably work, but, like, <laughs> I, the, our premise, though. I, I think they should do it. I think it, it, I was... Uh, I would face <laughs> suicidal Kermit opening that movie. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, God. Speaking of Die Hard, Viralor asks, how would you Muppetify <laughs> Death Stranding? I don't know. Oh, Die, I don't, die I don't Hardman. Know. That's why I was speaking of Die Hard. Um, oh, okay. I, like, I haven't same I thing as, Death Stranding. Same thing as this movie. Norman Reedus stays the same. Everyone else is a Muppet. There we go. He's carrying around like fucking Gonzo in that big backpack thing of his. No, obviously Robin is the is the is the fucking. Beef. Oh, there we go. That's it. 
Cat uh, coming in. Have or if you could replace one character in a horror movie with a Muppet, oh, which boy. movie and what Muppet? <laughs> oh God, that's the creature from It Follows. <laughs> it just turns into uh, various Muppets. Oh, just all. Oh, right, yeah, because it contains. Yes, it, it, it changes shape. That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and what if it just um, turns into Muppets? <laughs> That movie's great, my, by the my, way. If anyone has not seen it, follows it follows is an amazing movie. I still haven't. I wanted to, but I forgot. I think I don't remember. Um, my first thought was Nightmare on Elm Street, just because Freddy Krueger is one like one of my favorite slasher he is monsters. Already, but he is basically functionally a Muppet already. Exactly. Look That's at, the thing. I don't know who you replace him with. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to do that much. Like, uh. wait, no, I got it. Freddy versus Jason. Keep Freddy the same, since, like you said, he's already functionally a Muppet. But then replace Jason with, like, Sweetums or some shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that arguably is not a horror movie, because I'm not scared of either of them in that one. <laughs> yeah, so some responses here in the Discord. Uh, Viralor agrees. And oh, Nitty Nightmare on Elm Street movie and replace Freddy with Kermit. Yeah, Cat says her dad said to replace Jigsaw with Kermit, which is also very good. <laughs> and then, who, no, who was it? Veer, I think, came in and said, yeah, here we go. J- Veer says replace Jigsaw with Animal so that no one could understand him. And Cat says replace Beaker, with <laughs> Jason with Beaker. God. God. <laughs> oh, no. Instead of that... <laughs> Oh meep, meep, lord, meep, here meep, we meep, go. Severe lore. All Uh-oh. right, the Santa Paws Uh-oh, 2 series ones. did better than your last pitch. It only got 15 seasons. That's a lot. So what is your pitch for a Muppet <laughs> Muppets Christmas oh, Carol TV series with elements and themes from the Yakuza games, Legend ah. of the Galactic Heroes, and Journey to the West? I... Incorporating specifically those, I don't know. How do you make a fucking show out of a Christmas Carol? Well, the the obvious choice is that like each one, you would take the ghosts, and like each one would be them bullying someone else into being a better person. Veer. But like incorporating Yakuza and all of the others, I don't know. Veer keeps bringing up the time and the time that Starscream. <laughs> possessed an anime girl in a terrible comic that no one wants to talk about <laughs> you need to stop bringing up kiss players you can't i refuse to engage with it <laughs> also from veer which muppet ghost shows up to tell you that the three th- christmas themed ghosts are going to break into your house and force you to stop being a dirty little capitalist well we know that it's statler and waldorf <laughs> yeah that just has an answer did you watch the movie? <laughs> That's canon already. Yeah, we already know this. Like, I don't know. I guess Gonzo could maybe also do it, but like, why? I replace him. And they continue. So like Scrooge learns his lesson after being made to look at his grave as if death is the punishment for not being a good person. But he's still going to die someday in the future. Is there a ghost of Christmas murder that would have done a murder <laughs> on him if he hadn't learned his lesson by the time Christmas future was done with him? Yeah, it's, her name is Miss Piggy. Yeah, exactly. So you would kill him and then ascend to become the, the, the ghost of Christmas murder. Yeah. And I mean I feel like the, 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 the it's it's less the grave, right? Like obviously he knows yeah. he's gonna die. He's not gonna live forever. But I think the the more the thing that 
the, the point of it him. is that that earlier song yeah, that where everyone was happy. Everyone hates dead. him. Everyone's happy, and also he he couldn't he didn't have time to make amends. Right? It's it's that there's a clock on this. Yeah, and he didn't want and and also in addition, the other threat as put on by by they don't say it in this one, but as put on by Marley and Marley, if he doesn't, he's going to hell. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We learned that. That's the other I mean, one, which like sound adaptations straight up say some don't, but they do say if you don't improve your life, your afterlife is going to be an, an endless nightmare, which I think is yeah. more of the motivating factor than just the grave. Yeah. What is any of this? I don't know. Is this anymore? Oh, jeez. Veer coming in with the Veer times in with a haven't with a oh hi. Did did you think that was that this was one of those weird ramble bits? Nah, that was old. Old Yolo'd? Yolo'd? I, I, I don't fucking I'm know. assume Old ye- Yellard? I don't... Oh, duh. Okay. After the last time, rule of three and all that. Anyway, while we're here, how are you? Got anything special planned for the holidays? New Year's resolution or the like? <laughs> Any movies y'all are looking forward to? Or uh, for Disney Minus and or just in general? Books? Y'all read books, yeah? <laughs> are audiobooks more your thing? Honestly, same. Easier to listen while doing something than to sit down and reading. Well... I'll leave you to it. Oh, but before I go, one more thing. I never said insert thing you said that proves you have knowledge that only the murderers and myself would have. Insert Columbo victory music. What the fuck? I like the I like the phrasing of Com- Columbo victory music. It makes it sound like it's a JRPG. Which now I would like a Columbo JRPG. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna hang out with some friends over the holidays. Just a simple one. Uh... I really want to watch Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel, which is going to be coming to Netflix very soon. Ooh, the 20th, there we go. The 23rd, I think. I don't actually know what that's about. Is that the one that uh, Brendan Fraser is in? Sorry, what? Is that the new, uh, movie that Brendan Fraser did recently? I know he did something. No, like that's that. The Whale. No, Glass Onion oh, okay. is the Knives Out sequel with Daniel oh, Craig. Okay, that would be awkward with him. Actually, Um... And books. I mean, I, I've recently finished reading uh, Note of the Ninth, the uh, the third in the Lock Tomb series. That was go. good. I should get back to reading Ancillary Justice, the first in the Imperial Radic trilogy, which is a fantastic book. Um, but I I just stopped halfway through. I I started reading <laughs> on a vacation, and I'm just I was bad at at, at picking stuff back up like that yeah that's fair i have been reading scp articles between calls at work i so guess I, I got that going i guess that counts some of those are yeah. fucking novel length if they, yeah holy even shit if, even if they maybe shouldn't be um yeah i mean uh i don't really i don't i don't really do audiobooks that often i usually listen to podcasts at work but i don't know maybe i could download some audiobooks i have audiobooked in the past <laughs> Um. Yes, yeah, that's that's my Christmas plans. Once again, I, I I like Columbo victory music. That is pretty good. Um, my Christmas plans involve a lot of driving. I've got like three, four houses I got to go to. That shit's gonna suck. Barora Humbug asks, "What would you like <laughs> to say to a rich person every time they step outside?" Okay, so you know that one picture of low tier God? No. Do you? Surely you know. Surely, you, I might. Surely, you've seen someone remember, post but... this image at someone on Twitter. 
like let me see if i can find one without the without the fucking text right here we go what have you seen i'm just have you seen someone of some post this to a rich person on twitter oh, okay no i have not you haven't well the accompanying text of this image is you should kill yourself now <laughs> that yeah you know what there we go i was about to say i'm not as creative as the muppets so my answer would just be fuck you but that also works that would be my fucking nine out of ten rich people that's that's my answer um Vera Laura asks, which real life rich person would you have the Christmas coasts visit to change them into a decent person? You only pick one. I'm trying to think of who actually has the capacity for that, because the thing is Yeah, like that's the thing, is you gotta be careful with the choice because like Bill Gates is a bad answer because he already thinks he's a good person. Yeah. He already thinks he's doing it. Pro- yeah, the problem is that, um like if you showed these people something like what they show here, I just feel like it wouldn't actually work. Yeah, because they were like just, my first thought was Elon old, Musk, Not everyone. Well, like if, if, for instance, if they saw a bunch of people celebrating after their after after their death, they would go, "Oh, well, that's not everyone." Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, God. I mean, because like translating this to modern time, I'm not. I'm mostly ignoring people who are like wealthy or whatever like you know celebrities or whatever that doesn't really matter i'm thinking billionaires which is like i don't none of those you can't be a good person to be to become a billionaire right like you simply can't. no absolutely not or like you can in the sense that like i said bill gates thinks that he's a good guy yeah i mean um what maybe i should reframe this into what billionaire do i want to have a complete and utter mental breakdown out of nowhere and give away all their money all of them all of them yes i I would like all of them to go crazy and give away all of their money um but the funniest one as an individual was elon musk but i don't he is going crazy he is unfortunately not doing the second thing and he is instead becoming extremely paranoid about getting assassinated yeah Uh, that's like that would just be a bad time for the ghosts. I don't wish that on them. No, I don't want to. They don't need to interact with him. Uh, the funniest one would be a Jeff Bezos. Yeah, like I thought maybe him. Like there's a chance, but like I don't know. Yeah, this is a hard one because I don't really want any of them to get better. I want them to stop. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe Katzenberg. Like, I know he's not actually in charge of Disney anymore, but that could still be fun. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, wait, Mike. Yeah, Michael Eisner. Let's do Michael Eisner. Oh, shit. There we go. Yeah. Or Jeffrey Eisner. Katzenberg. Those are fun. We're both. Honestly. Those are fun assholes. Like fucking. That's the thing, right? A lot of these dudes just have literally no personality. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll call him on Zuckerberg. What's that night like? I don't fucking know scary is what it is <laughs> well um yeah, yeah I, I, choose, never I, seen I think that would be really funny uh let's see all here. right cat coming in nero what muppet role would steven feel steven what what about nero like i feel if, as if though you were putting us in one of in the movie i would no i think like, i think she's talking about what Oops. Muppet would be we be replaced with? And I th- I feel like you have scooter energy. 
I don't know who Scooter is off the top of my head. I know he's not in this because he's his not. puppeteer died. He was that was Bill Hunt. Scooter is like he's kind of he's he was like the producer character oh. on the Muppet Show. I think Muppets. He's sort of Scooter. like kind of neurotic, oh, but also okay. very enthusiastic. Okay, okay, I know who this is now. And a little bit I just didn't know him yeah. by name. I have that problem with a lot of them. He's the orange uh, guy with the glasses. What about me? I don't know. I'm bad at thinking like this person is the equivalent to that person. So I never ha- feel like I have a good answer for any of these. Um, you can just say Kermit. I do a pretty good Kermit. <laughs> I was I was actually about to say Kermit or like Gonzo is always a good answer for like replacing anybody just because it doesn't matter who the person is. He'll I do have I do it. have an insatiable lust for chickens. <laughs> Fuck. Which, by the way, there is That's... there is one of joke one of these jokes in here where uh, when they're crashing through the the city as they're being dragged behind Scrooge, um, Gonzo there's a there's a fucking chicken on Gonzo's head and he goes Rizzo this is Luis and he and Rizzo goes we've met. Damn it! I missed that. Yep. I was on the lookout for fucking chicken shit and I somehow missed that one. Yeah, sure, I'll be Gonzo. <gasps> That's fine. There we go. Okay, God, a podcast hosted by Gonzo and Scooter. There we go. And finally, from Vera Lore, this one is a nightmarish question. How well do you think a Christmas Carol movie would do if the only thing they changed from the original book was that everyone spoke with an evil <laughs> voice? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> oh it my would God, do, that would be it, terrible, it would do, though. It yeah. would do poorly. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably watch it, but I mean, yeah, I'm, a bad, I'm not a good example. For I that. would watch 30 minutes of throwing my TV out the window. I feel. Oh, this would have to like. Well, no, if the only thing they change is uwu, then it can't just be a short. I was about to say this would have to just be a short. God bless oh, God. us, and we won. Oh, spill it. What about Tiny Tim? Uwu. Fucking the ghost of Christmas ugh. future who never talks just points at things and says Ooh. bad. I hate that. <laughs> so it's it's all so bad. <laughs> that is the end of our questions. Now <laughs> come in and know me better, man. Ooh. Ooh. Come in and know me better, man. Ugh. I don't like this at all. You've Already spoken something like horrible into the world. This is going to happen two years from now. It's going to be your fault somehow. Um, so, Dr. Eggman voice, I've come to be. make an announcement. Um, so, it's, it's, it's going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be very busy over, over the next few months. I'm, first of all, I'm moving soon. Second yeah. of all, uh, Jane and I are trying to get the Radio Free Heidland Patreon in a, in a proper state. Right now, it's yeah, that's going to be a lot of work. Kind of probably, kind of in shambles. Um, you know, also with prime cuts and everything, I do the editing on that one. And as a result of that, I I have had to do some calculus, and no one should. Ever I have to do that. I will need to. I'm going to be going on a hiatus. I will I will be leaving the podcast now. I I might come back six months, a year, two weeks. Who knows. We'll see. Probably not the last one, but <laughs> I will be leaving in a semi-permanent fashion. Yes. Um, so for a while, it will. Well, it'll be me and Cat still doing the movie episodes. We'll probably 
change up our rotation so it goes me, random cat, random so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll be open to guests if anybody decides they want to be on so that we can still have a group of three. And I figured, since I am going to be taking my leave, I should read out my entire rankings. Oh, that's right! From bottom to top, and just say a little bit about every movie. Okay. Starting from number 40. <laughs> Mars Needs Moms. God, yeah, as that that if there was any question. Just a dread... Just a fucking bad i don't like you don't need to tell me to know why, why that movie is bad just look at it yeah oh god seriously was that no your first movie with us was um beverly was, hills chihuahua that was it that was it that was it i was about to say it was um artemis fowl i forgot no, our order. that was the second one that um, was it okay speaking of number 39 <laughs> artemis fowl yep this is more personal than anything. I think the movie is bad, but it's not that bad. It just makes me really quite angry. Yeah, like as a movie, it's fine. It's like certain choices. Well, okay, I would just... not say it's fine. It is still a bad well, movie. Okay. But there's but a, it's like... the particular thing it is adapting does have some meaning to me, and the way they adapt it is dog shit. Yes. No, exactly. Like, there are, like, one, it does not live up to the source material. Even having read it forever ago i can say that but like it just oh boy has like a handful of choices that just are the worst thing in the world number 38 chippendale rescue rangers uh some people liked this movie i just could not get past how masturbatory it was for like oh look at all these guys (laughs) fucking seriously look at how we're, we're it was it just was not i don't give a shit about movies where disney shows off how much shit it owns and how many yeah. sh- how much shit it can like bully people into including it's why i never saw ralph rakes the internet because i didn't give a fuck yeah that one i would say is at least better than chip and Del rescue rangers but like Ooh, probably um but that's because the entire movie for chip and Dale is that shit. i was Wreck-It ralph it's only like half just like there are it's so few good jokes in it and just the 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 distaste i have for the villain of that movie is well Uh, documented at this point um number 37 yeah you want to know our thoughts on that go back and listen to the episode actually don't i don't want to even listening to the episode is too much number 37 beverly hills chihuahua (laughs) um, i think two and three are in our on disney plus now it's uh you know It's what? What else do you know than the name of it? Just fuck. It's it's not good. It's very bad. And they made three <laughs> of these fucking things because they're cheap. I, I will not apologize for the fact that I ended up liking it. Oh, I you have a sickness. <laughs> Number thirty six, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Just a baffling God. movie in almost every way. Ooh, two and three are on Disney Plus. The like weird alternate dimension thing the egg mcguffin the bizarre <sighs> all sexual baby voice that kiera knightley does for the last third of that movie it ain't right and the just like we we've talked a lot about how it's a weird psychosexual nightmare and it is and they didn't mean it to be but it is does that would you know that it spawned a whole failed arg that's how you know that movie's got some crazy shit oh yeah <laughs> Uh, number 35 going to the mat it's not a terrible movie it's just very boring it's a decom yeah it's like whatever it's innocuous but 
just kind of sucks. Yeah, it just kind of sucks. Um, number 34. This is going to be, I think this is going to be a little bit controversial. Bambi. Nah. It was very pretty. It was very, like, I, I really appreciated the artistry of it. Yeah. I was just imp- simply it's like kind of bored by it. <laughs> like, I yeah, it's like it's capital I important, but yeah, it's eh. important to it's important to Disney. It's an important to the, the history of animation. But like, I don't know. It, it's, it's not something I would go out of my way to watch again. Right. It's like, yeah. It's fine. It's a nice movie. Number 33, Zootopia. <laughs> my feelings Still- on this movie were made clear baffled that it has a series no that makes sense everyone's to fuck those, those hot animals that's why it got made not for the that's movie that's a good point i mean all you need to know is that the f- judy hops and nick are not in that series at all so like are they oh my god that's hilarious actually obviously they were not the thing that brought people back what brought people back is the fucking shakira gazelle with the fat ass <laughs> number 32 dinosaur <laughs> Yeah, an interesting Ooh. experiment, one that failed in pretty much every way, <laughs> but one that I was endlessly fascinated with as a kid, simply because I liked dinosaurs. Um, and that's how they get you. The CGI on top of real backgrounds is an interesting look. I don't think it's a good look. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-one, the country bears. <laughs> <So, I'm, laughs> Fuck. Another one that I will not apologize for. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember anything about it, which is why it's here on this list at this position. Uh, it had some all right bits in it, but like, I don't know. The music wasn't that good, and that's kind of the most important thing about it. I think they should have leaned harder into the like music biopic thing. If, it, if yeah. they had done that, I would have liked it more, but you know. Uh, number 30, The Little Mermaid 2. It's like, <laughs> what if we did the first one, but bad, which is a recurring theme with Disney straight to DVD sequels. It's because they don't care. It's all just money and maintaining copyright. Well, they don't need to maintain copyright on the fucking Little Mermaid. They just wanted to make a movie for cheap and sell it to stupid little girls. That too. That's um, following up Ursula with a different character voiced by the same person is baffling to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Number 29, The Lion King 2, which is definitely one of the better straight-to-DVD films. Um, I still didn't like it all that much, but that's, you know, I just don't like those movies. I think one of the main reasons you go to a Disney movie is to see the, like, the spectacle, the, all of the money that goes into the, all the money and skill that goes into the animation, right? Yeah, and, and then when that's not there, what's the Yeah, I mean, point? it's it, it fucking emo boy lion is very funny but you know number 28 the black cauldron just kind of a dull movie yeah cool villain but yeah there's a reason it nearly destroyed the company this is a very boring boring movie number 27 tron a lot of these are going to be like movies that are just that are interesting but boring and tron (laughs) is that to a t right where i like tron well it's it's just it's a very striking looking movie and once again very capital i important movie yes but boy it is you really got to use it's like an atari game. you really got to use your imagination to get excited for what's happening on screen 
because uh, Julie prefers Legacy. If that does anything, if that helps at all. Number twenty-six, A Bug's Life. Um, one of yeah, the forgotten pieces of Pixar's catalog, and maybe there's a reason for that. It was fine, <laughs> but there were some really aggravating side characters. Yeah, that's about it. Number twenty-five, Meet the Robinsons. Um, it's a fairly inoffensive movie. So yeah, whatever. I didn't think any any part of it really stood out. I don't, I also don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But you know, it's there. It exists. You can watch it. It's got a really funny Tom Selleck joke in it. <laughs> Number twenty-four, Freaky Friday, which I believe I missed the episode on this, but I did rank it because I did watch it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's like a time capsule of the early two thousands, and God, I think isn't it though? Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in it. But in being a time capsule of the early two thousands, it's also got a lot of that old school racism in it. Very sort of orientalist type stuff going on there, right? Um, it's like the magic fortune cookie or whatever. Uh, what else can I say about that movie? Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's all right. It's a good time. The styles go crazy. Uh, number 23, The Love Bug. A beloved classic of my childhood. A little too long for its own good. I think you can shave thir- like 30 minutes off that movie and it's much better. But it's charming. I really like the bit where Herbie is sad and he, and he runs off. He has to go find him. The villain is very funny. Number 22, now this one's surprising for for me that it ranked this high john carter i thought it was kind of fun i thought it had some um cool villain or some cool alien designs had a cool lady in it it's um it is like once again there's a reason it didn't do very well and that's because it's an adaptation of a fucking book series from the 1910s or whatever that has not had the cultural staying power of Tarzan. Weird how that happens. Number 21, Cars. If A Bug's Life wasn't on this list, I would say this is the worst Pixar movie we watched for this. Because we didn't watch Cars 2 or The Good Dinosaur or any of the other ones that that are certified stinkers. Um... It's like, it's okay. It is a perfectly serviceable film that has skin-crawling, terrifying, existential nightmare implications of its world. And that's really what I come to it for. (laughs) Fair. Number 20, the exact halfway point on this list. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like. Out of all the old school Disney movies we watch for this, I think this one is probably one of the better ones. Just because it's short. It's got fun bits in it. <laughs> it doesn't have any racism in it, which is something you might run into in some other ones. Ugh. Number 19, Oliver and Company. This is almost exclusively for that one song. The Billy Joel one. Oh, right, right, right. And the villain. The villain is insane in this movie. Number 18, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it's just it's, it's i don't know this movie's just fun to me i like seeing arnold run around looking for the turbo man mm. i like phil hartman trying to cuck arnold it's all just very funny <laughs> number 17 herbie rides again this 
is an insane film, and I loved every minute of it. It's it's so only down here because good. like I can't rank it super high because like it's not necessarily that good of a movie. It's just really fun, and the villain is once again insane. Alonzo Hawk is one of the funniest villains I've ever seen in my life. God. Number sixteen, the Fox and the Hound. Yeah, I liked it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> number 15 the incredibles uh if you remove all of the weird randy and shit that brad bird likes to put in his movies this is a pretty solid superhero movie it's fun it's got great fucking music and an incredible look it's just uh really solid all around number 14 once again this one might be a little low on this list compared to some others hunchback of notre dame i just i hate it i just I cannot deal with this fucking gargoyle. I'm sorry. God, like the the rest of the movie is pretty good, but geez. yeah, one of the best villains Disney ever made. Just incredible music, incredible animation, but man, those gargoyles. Honestly, even if you kept the other two gargoyles and just got rid of the Jason Alexander one, that would do a lot to help it score. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. They're a pro- they're a fucking problem, and anyone who says otherwise is fooling themselves. Ugh. And then they're thirteen. Ratatouille. I like this a lot more than I thought I was going to on rewatch. Yeah, it's just good. Like it's um, I it's, it's a great story about food and cooking and like all that kind of stuff. Remy is a fun protagonist. Number twelve, a goofy movie. Ugh. What a, just, I mean, triumph of voice acting for um for Bill Farmer. God, doing a lot of fairly dramatic stuff. Yeah, while no, keeping exactly. that voice. Too. I'm always torn on which one I should rank above and below. Functionally, a, a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie are ranked the same, basically. Nick. In fact, you know what? Yeah, number like yeah, it's it's a tie. A goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie are like they're both really good. I didn't think that I would like an extremely goofy movie as much as I did, but like it's it's still pretty fun. It's certainly less dramatic and emotional than the first one, but that allows it to be a lot more of a fun college romp, right? Number 10, another movie that I was, like, surprised by. Tarzan. Hey! I just think the romance is fun, the villain is good, and the soundtrack is killer. If you like Phil Collins. If you don't, then I'm sorry. Um, number 9, The Straight Story. It's a uh, oh, yeah. great rumination by David Lynch on on aging and what that means for various people. And it's just a good. It's just a really good movie. Who, who would have thought David Lynch makes good movies? Did you know that? Did you? Huh, did you? Uh, did anyone know that? Number eight, Monsters Inc. Once again, it's just it's just good. It's just a very good movie. Great humor, good fucking pathos. The villain is weak, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, number seven, The Great Muppet Caper. Hey, Peter Falk is in that one. Speaking of Columbo. Oh yeah. Hijinks all around. Uh, there's an insane song where the main villain sings about how sexual Miss Piggy is. Oh yeah, that happened. Huh? Because he wants to fuck her. Yeah, that sure is a thing. Amazing. 
Uh, number six, <laughs> a movie that is just entirely my shit, I guess. Brave. Very high on my list. I just love the setting, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's I think it's good. Like, I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes with it. With Lasseter, like, basically well, harassing this woman out of her directorial debut. Yeah, way to, way to go, dude. And as a result, the movie is sort of hacked up and has a bunch of weird shit in it. But despite that, the core of it is still very strong. Uh, and, of course, every everything above, like, 15, pretty much, are all just great movies. Uh, number five, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't hey. need to say anything about this. Number four, Treasure Planet. I love this movie. So good. This is Isn't like, thing? I I am fully, fully aware of all of its flaws, including the one that I hate, which is, like, here's, here's the thing. I hate the fucking robot, the Martin Short robot, more oh, yeah. than the Gargoyles and Hunchback. I think he is worse for the movie than the Gargoyles and Hunchback. However, and yet it's still up here because that main the main relationship between between Jim and Silvers is just that strong. It's just that good. And like it's just it's just a really Look, everyone says ships sailing ships in space is stupid. And no, you're it wrong. It, it rules. Yeah, no, it's a fun. It's what it's awesome. We may have said it at the time, but I think this was another one in our men get pegged list. It yes, yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah, okay, Doppler okay. and Amelia. Um, <laughs> so number three, Emperor's New Groove. Hey, this is literally one of the best movies Disney ever made, and it's one of the only ones that a lot of people still watch. And there's a reason for that. It's really fucking yeah. funny. It's just amazingly fucking. Fu- it's just a very funny movie. It's like actually funny rather than like. Yes. The forced Disney humor they toss in a lot of these. Uh, number two, this week's movie, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Hey! It's just, you know, one thing I, I didn't say about it, it is it is not a long movie. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's Yeah, exactly. It's, you're in and out. It's a, just a really good adaptation. The Muppet stuff is great. Michael Caine is great. Great all around. And number one, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Not only, not only is it a good movie, it is a technical marvel. Oh my god, it seriously is. And it is a joy. Like unlike it is the it is pretty much the exact opposite of Rescue Rangers, because with that one, it's not impressive that they got all these things in this movie because they own most of it now. Back yeah. then, they fucking didn't. Back then, the idea of having Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in the same scene together was crazy. Well, and the sheer amount of effort that they actually yes, put into the having effort. these things here in a way that feels natural and looks good. No movie has ever portrayed a uh, the animated character interacting with the real world as well as Roger Rabbit has, and that's because they they like put in the work, right? They like yeah. really rigged all that shit up. Yeah, seriously, the sheer insanity of going back. And redrawing the characters over every frame of action of film. So yeah, that's so that you're list. basically doing this movie twice. That is my final rankings of all the movies I watched for this podcast. Obviously, I'm missing some of the ones that I didn't watch, like 
That's fucking fair. Santa Buddies too. <laughs> I can't imagine that one would rank very highly on my list. I have to say that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Granted, it wouldn't rank super low. It's a very mid-tier movie. <laughs> yeah, I figured. And so, before we go, I just, I just want to leave you all with something. Because obviously this is a Muppet property. And it's dedicated to Jim Henson. And I think we watch a lot of good movies here, and we 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 are obviously we're we're on Disney Plus, right? We watch all this stuff with Disney yes. Plus. So I want to read something here from Frank Oz. I don't really I don't know where this article it's from an article, I don't know from where, but it's a well known opinion that Oz has. So I'm just going to read this. The Disney deal is probably what killed Jim. They made him sick, Oz replies. Yeah. At the time of Henson's death, he was negotiating with Michael Eisner, then the head of Disney, about selling the Muppets. Eisner was trying to get Sesame Street, too, which Jim wouldn't allow. But Jim was not a dealer. He was an artist, and it was destroying him. It really was, says Oz. No matter how many amazing, talented, brilliant people work under the Disney umbrella, like Jim Henson, Dana Terrace, Alex Hirsch... Ryan Johnson, any of these people, Musker and Clements, um, you have to remember we the 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 thing we say at the end of all of these episodes is not a is not a flippant joke. They're an evil corporation. They're one of the yes. evil corporations. They're like one of the most yes, evil they corporations. Managed to put out movies that are good because they wrote people who do a good job into working for. Exactly. Their they parks are, a, are, of a, course, a, very fun. And especially these, it's harder and harder to ignore that they are simply a soulless content churn machine. Let's just let's, let's open Disney Plus here. Let's just look at some of the shit they're putting out lately, right? Oh, my because, God. Because let me tell you, they are not putting out, you know, fucking... I mean, they've got National Treasure, Edge of History. It's a fucking National is, Treasure TV show. There was I think the, supposed to be following, I guess, Nick Cage's character's kid or something. I've yes. seen one commercial for it. There's the fucking Doogie Howser MD show. There's, oh, yeah. It's just, it's just so much shit. The Santa Clauses. They put the Simpsons There's... in all these fucking masturbatory shorts that force them to just say how good a Disney thing is. Oh my god. I don't even watch any of those. I refuse. They There's suck. some kind of animated Night at the Museum movie. It's not it's nothing but MCU, Star Wars, and fucking endless remakes of old stuff that you liked from like the nineties and early two thousands. Oh, here's a fucking Willow show. Is everyone looking for a Willow show? Let's get the Willow show. Remember Willow? I don't. I no, yeah, genuinely kind of do not. It's fucking it's all it's all slop. It's all garbage. It's only the stuff that the stuff that rises to the top and is actually good is in spite of the system, not because of it. And that's the thing you always have to remember. Because, oh, we've got an Adam Sandler movie in here. Fuck. Cuz just scrolling through this, there's so much dog shit in here. The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, great. Cool, love it. And like, yeah, stuff like Roger Rabbit, stuff like Muppet Christmas Carol, stuff like Andor. All of these, stuff like the Owl House, they're the exception, not the rule. 
the people exactly. who actually get to Disney... do something are like few and far between. Yeah, Disney will put them out front and hope that you forget about everything else that they do and just want you to think, oh, this is what Disney is. I mean, half the time, but, those no. only happen because they're such a big corporation that they aren't actually paying attention. Exactly. So yeah, uh, as I take, as I, as I, as I head out of this, as I, as I ride off into the sunset of this podcast, you know, we must always remember to fuck Disney. Of course, plugs. You know where to find me at this point. I'm on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. <laughs> I'm on co-host at Dragon Snuggler. Ooh, is that my one? Hang on, I need to see. Yes, I am on Tumblr at Cyclonus with a five at the end of it, all lowercase. Uh, and of course, you know, you can follow all the other projects I have going right now. Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter. Uh, Prime Cuts at Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will, uh, I'm not gone. I'm just not here. <laughs> ah. And, um, yes, Cat uh, and I will still be here, obviously. Uh, you can find Cat still at Z at Z minus 87. Me at Marshmallow. There's dad underscore tastic. The running joke is that I don't post. That's my New Year's resolution is that I'm going to start posting on that again. Um, there's Resonant Beats, which is a Resi Beats pod that I, that I do and am slowly dragging Cat into. <laughs> um, and what's the other one that I have? Oh yeah, Cloth Wednesdays, where I just post the same picture of Cloth every Wednesday because Cloth is very good. It's beautiful. And what did Cat pick? She chose The Princess and the Frog, 2009. Disney's second to last traditionally yeah, animated movie. The last hurrah of traditionally animation. Or I say traditionally animated. It wasn't hand-drawn. It was still done on computers, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 2D. They had long since stopped hand-drawn. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. We all know what it means. It's the one so, people always think is the last one, <laughs> but it's actually a Winnie the Pooh movie that they ended up doing last. It's amazing. Yup. Well, for one last time, say it with me, everyone. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney entirely. Now more than ever. And make sure <laughs> have a good holiday. Yeah, have a good holiday season. May your days be merry and your nights be holly. I don't know. Yeah, something. This will be going up on Christmas Day. Do not forget the true meaning of the season, which is is bullying, telling rich um, people that they fucking suck. Yup. Starting, as always, with Disney. Fuck them entirely. Have a good year. For the holiday season, just post that lit to your god image in Elon Musk's replies. <laughs> good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.